Hello and welcome back to Motor City Bets. My name is Trevor and as always, I'm joined by my colleague, by my co-host, by my friend, by my enemy, Josh Gutowski. Josh, so happy to see you after this crazy busy weekend, my guy. How the fuck are you? Trevor. God, it is good to be back. I had a really, really good weekend. I didn't do much besides gamble and watch basketball, two of, I would say, my more favorite things to do at this time. And it was a, it was a great weekend. Um, I had a lot of fun. I got to watch a lot of great basketball. And as a basketball fan, this is, this is what I missed. I craved this at March last year. I, 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 I can't believe I taking this for granted because this to me this is one of the greatest sporting events you ever get to watch i agree 100 percent, josh i'm not a big basketball guy but for as long as i can remember my dad and i who's also not a basketball guy we'd always tune in on march madness and we'd always watch most of the games together so march madness goes a long time back in my personal archives and to not have it last year made me really appreciate it this year i Really thought I was going to see the board better, but we'll, we'll save that for, for one of our segments today. Josh, today we are bringing back Gambling Roundtable. There was obviously some other sporting events going on. We're bringing back Detroit Sports Update, and we're going to end the show with a little bit of our March Madness Week 1 recap. Josh, I actually want to start with our Detroit Sports Update segment. Fill me in, sir, on everything Pistons-related, even though I know we're probably, at least I might be, basketballed out a little bit. Let's get into it. How are the Stones doing, my guy? Let's see. So the Stones, they're not bad. Okay, they're bad. They're bad. They're not winning, but they're competing. Um, But we have a really, really fun young team to watch. It's exciting to see kind of where the future of this team is headed. And shout out to Jeremy Grant for scoring 22 points on Saturday and Syracuse for getting the dub. Got a nice little $34 boost on that from uh, our our good friends over at Barstool. And so that's about it for the Pistons. They're bad, but they're a fun team to watch. A lot of, lot of youth and a lot of excitement. Fair enough, my guy. Fair enough. Uh, I, I keep seeing them blow up Twitter every now and again. And I think that those guys are going to be back in two years and not back, back to like championship level, but if they can maintain the rate that they're on, I think that they'll have a chance to, to kind of get going here in the next couple of years. Did you see that Blake Griffin absolute yes. dump truck of a dump or of a dunk rather? That was, that was pretty unbelievable. Oh, uh, I saw that. Did you see that boost through, yeah, Barstool, I fucking plus saw it. I wish I had done that. I almost did. And I, I just didn't. I did the same. I did the same thing too. I saw it and I was like, oh, I, I kind of like this. But I was like, I don't know how much PT he's gonna get. You know, I'm just gonna like let this one ride out. Sure enough, his first, his very first bucket as a net is a dunk. That's ridiculous. I, I looked at it and I was like, man, I have so much fucking money on college basketball that I don't need to bet on any more basketball. That's and fair. That's I, was a, that's a, <laughs> I was wrong. I was I was wrong. But we'll save that, Josh. We're gonna we're gonna save we're gonna save my tough beats for for later on in the show. I don't wanna I don't wanna get there too soon. We're just, 
little tease on everybody. Anyone who's following us on Twitter may already kind of have a preview of of what's been going on. But yeah. Good to see Blake Griffin do well. Happy to see him have some success and have some fun. Anytime you're late in your career, after after all he put or after all he did for Detroit, I couldn't be happier to see the man have a chance to, you know, ride out into the sunset the way that any good legend of the game ought to. Hopefully he can take down the Lakers who seem to have caught the injury bug pretty bad, at least according to Twitter. All right, Trev, you want to say, let's, let's kind of move on here. Let's, let's move on to a little bit, something that I'm excited for coming up here in the fall. That's our Detroit lions. Trev, talk to us. You got any updates? Yeah, unfortunately, Josh, I keep the, the lions PR team and their social media team have done a fantastic job. I am like a drug addict and I only needed to see a little dose of, of, of hope in the lions organization to re up. Seeing all of the Twitter and all of the Instagram and all the Jared Goff fucking pictures. Oh, yeah. I forgot that this man is a spitting image of Ryan Gosling. Yep. And to see, yes. him, to see him wearing the Detroit Lions apparel. Rocking the 1-6. Like, fuck, dude. Fuck. Like, don't get me wrong, folks. Matt Stafford's my wife. Like, I love yeah, him. Yeah, no doubt. Jared Goff's uh, nice little mistress, maybe. I can, I can, you know, the wife left me. You know, I didn't leave her. She left me. Fair I'm enough. Not necessarily ready to get back out on the horse yet. Okay. But my friend set me up with his date with Jared Goff, and all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can do this again. And that's where I'm at, Josh. I'm hopeful. It's young. It's exciting. It's different. It's something I never saw myself a year ago, and. I'm I'm excited. I, I don't know if our receiving core is going to be better than 29th in the league. I don't know if our offensive line is going to be better than 31st in the uh, league. Our, our offensive line will be fine. Uh, yeah, they they will. They'll be able to hold them. They'll be able to hold their own. I think our defense is going to be significantly better this year. Um, uh, I I mean the the standard's pretty low. Yeah, I think that based off, like I said, I'm getting most of my information off social media here, which is kind of a hack move, but no, 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 kind of a hack guy. Yeah, well, exactly. According to my inside sources, yeah, it seems as though that the Lions team finally has an identity. It's something I think that this organization's lacked under the Patricia era. Um, You know, at first, everyone's like, "Oh, this is New England. This is New England in Detroit." Now we have, I think we're seeing a little bit of this new regime and we're seeing a little bit of the color, a little bit of the fucking passion, you know? And I'm excited, man. That's essentially all I have. I'm just fucking excited. I don't have any real insight yet. Um, I don't really think I'm going to get anywhere where I can provide some quality insight until after I see the draft. So far, I'm giving this organization for what they've been given. I'm giving them an A. I don't know if they've fully earned an A on the entire offseason yet, but so far I'm impressed. At, at least I'm not disappointed. That's where I stand. How about you, buddy? That, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I got a lot of excitement for this team. Uh, it was kind of cool seeing Jared Goff, you know, in the in the Honolulu blue. Um, 
but it, it'll be interesting to see kind of what direction this team takes kind of moving forward. Um, you know, they let Kenny Galladay go. That was a kind of an interesting move. Uh, we're five to six weeks out from the NFL draft. So uh, get your mock drafts uh, out, get your mock drafts ready. And uh, let's see what the uh, Lions do here at number uh, seven, potentially. I do have one last one last thing. I saw a tweet today from one of the Detroit sports beat writers. I don't remember this person's name or Twitter account. Otherwise, I would give them the credit that they deserve. They had said in an interview with uh, who's the new Ford? Um, what's her name? It's not Martha Ford anymore. RIP Sheila. Piece. Sheila. Yes. They apparently are trying to get their the quarterback of the future locked up. That was the tweet that I saw. I hope that that's not the case because I want to see. I want to. I want. I mean, Jared Goff was the first overall pick in 2017. Uh, I think that, you know, three years out, I think he's still got some juice in his tank. I still think he's got something to prove. I want to see at least a year of Jared Goff before we make a move at the quarterback position. Agreed. 100%. I think that this draft needs to focus on defense. I would say um, that and wide receiver. I In the first round, I think you can get – I mean, C.D. Lamb's a fantastic example the Cowboys got him late in the second round last year, and he turned out to be one of the best rookies in the NFL. I mean, this season was impacted, obviously, by Dak's injury, but while Dak was still on the field, C.D. Lamb was a top target, and he was taken in the second round. I think you can get good receiver talent in the second round. I don't think you need to focus on that in the first. That's fair. We need a team-defining defensive, preferably linebacker, you want Micah Parsons. I, I mean. Admit it. Admit I, it. I'm not going to say anything, but I wouldn't be pissed if we got him. That's that's all I'll say. But, Josh, right. I think that uh, the NFL is still a long way away. We got other sports that are a little bit more present in our minds right now. Yes, sir. Let us move on to our beloved, betrothed Detroit Tigers. Yes, sir. Here we go. Give me the hot word, Josh. What's going on with the Tigers? All right. Opening day is Thursday, April 1st. All right. So that's coming up. Um, looking forward to a young and exciting uh, Tigers team. Uh, left-handed pitcher Matt Boyd has been named the starting pitcher for opening day this year for the Tigers. Um, and this is the second consecutive uh, opening day start. So, you know, young team. Um, I'm excited to see what AJ Hinch uh, can do for this ball club moving forward. I, Joshua, might be in attendance at opening day. No, I shit. might. I might go. I might. I might mess around and go. I don't have to work that Thursday, so I, I was gonna go to opening day back in 2020, but obviously that got postponed. So, so yeah, I might, I might make. I might make my way there. You know, my goal is I want to go to at least 10 Tigers games this year. I want to drink some you. beers in Comerica Park. I want to live the Detroit lifestyle. Absolutely, so, yeah, I might. Sir. I mean, to show how how much Motor City Bets loves the Detroit Tigers, I'm willing to sacrifice some of my time on a, on a day off to head down to the old ballpark and experience America's pastime. That's just the kind of host that I am, Josh. It's what I do for the show. You are a man of the people, Trevor. Thank you. We thank can't. You. We cannot thank you enough. I appreciate it, man. And that being said, Josh, I do want to remind everybody that in the World Series last year, 
I think I went five and three, five and three okay. in the World Series. Think about any okay. games. Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> based off how I've been, man, five and three is a fucking. Whew, I would Cheater. trade. I would trade a lot to get back to that. So maybe uh, the 162 game season. I I don't see how I don't win a lot of money in baseball. I, I feel like it's the perfect transition from a gambling perspective from the train wreck that has been March Madness thus far, the train wreck that has been the NHL season thus far just can coast me calmly into the station to get back to the NFL, which is where I'm going to make my fucking money. Yes, sir. But Josh, I do believe that we have one last team to cover and that's really my bread and butter, the Detroit Red Wings. Josh, I do have a fun little stat for you, sir. Lay it on me, T.L. Our Detroit Red Wings are three and five. No, three and two in their last five. I fucked that set up. That's just how on I am today in this weekend. Three and two in their last five, Josh. Three and two in their last five, Josh. I I saw them plus 135 money line. Nashville tomorrow. I'm sorry, Nashville tonight. I have also seen that, and I am heavily considering it because I need a break, and I'll get into that in the uh, the gambling roundtable segment, which is coming up next. But Josh, I think the Red Wings are they're getting to the point where they're bad, but they're frisky bad. They're no longer laughably bad. Last year right. they were they were in the laughably bad category, where you bet on them out of pity. Now they're at the like well. Maybe like that kombucha girl, the meme, like the face. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, that's that's the Detroit Red Wings, especially when you're trying to bet on them. I think that there's some decent success in in betting on them at the one and a half point, uh, the money line. If they're plus one and a half, which they they will never be favored this this year, they will never be minus one and a half. But uh, Jeff Blaschel has them playing a really defensive-minded game, and that's not going to work every game. There's going to be blowouts, especially against good good teams like Tampa Bay. But, Josh, this team's fighting, this team's playing, and this team's bought in. I think that they also are starting to experience a bit of an identity, uh, which is good to see across these young teams in Detroit. Um, I think they're tired of losing. They're tired of feeling that pain, and they're not talented enough to go out there and win every game, but not they're, talented enough, they're talented enough to fight. Absolutely. Uh, Jonathan Bernier, their star goalie, is out right now with, I think, a, they say lower body, but I, I, I watched it when it happened. It looks like the groin. Um, I think that it's not a major injury. I haven't seen anything. I've been pretty nose deep in, in college basketball, but I think that he's going to be okay in the next week. I don't think he's playing tonight, Tuesday, against the Preds, but I do expect him to be back here soon, at least from the reports I've seen. Now, with my luck lately – especially in the sports world, that's going to mean that he's out for the next six to eight weeks, which means he misses the trade deadline. But we'll get to that when we get to that, Josh. The trade deadline for the NHL is coming up soon, and I think that we're going to have to bring back, by popular demand, our bona fide NHL experts to, to do a little rundown on the trade deadline. But we'll get there, Josh, as I've said before, when we get there. However, yes. Josh, we are somewhere. and We're in March. We are specifically we're in the end of March. We have March that's, Madness. That's when the madness Holy starts. In tail here. Oh, we obviously yeah. missed it. 
But before we transition into breaking down this weekend, talking about our bad beats in March, talking about everything that went down in the tournament, notable things, RIP and peace to the Big Ten. Um, Josh, I want to transition us into our gambling roundtable segment. Let's do it. So I don't know about you, but due to my endeavors in March Madness, I was forced to look elsewhere to find some success this weekend. And I did not bet hockey for the first time in a while. I was only a few days where I wasn't betting any any NHL games. And Josh, tonight I fell back into that. I bet some NHL and I went two and zero tonight, Josh, in the NHL Monday Let's night. Two and zero feels good to be back. Um, my bet my hottest streak I've had ever. And I am curious, sir. If you had any outside of March Madness wagers this weekend, let's see. I had, I I was gonna have Edmonton money line tonight, but that game got postponed. I was pretty upset about that. Um, I had a parlay with Jeremy Grant and Syracuse to win. Uh, J- Jeremy Grant had to score twenty points, and then I also had a nice. Uh, NBA game, four game parlays, uh, that hit on all the unders today. One wow. of them pushed. That's good enough. Yeah. So it's, uh, it was a, it was a good day. Uh, so that's about all I did kind of outside of March Madness, really. I, w- I was very locked in when it came to this, this weekend, I would say. That was also my big focus, but I want to make sure, you know, I want to touch base. We didn't do gambling roundtable last weekend. I want to make sure we're, we're covering all of our other bets here. Of course. I didn't dabble in golf this weekend, which I find to be regrettable because <laughs> golf seems to be the only sport that I happen to win regularly at. And Josh, speaking of golf, we do have the Masters coming up on the weekend of April 8th through the 11th. Yes, sir. I, I am excited. I'm pumped. So I pumped. am going to get – we're going to give us a, a master's preview on that Tuesday show. We're in the works on getting a golf analyst co-host to come in to break down the master's. More news to come on that. Get excited, everybody. The master's is one of my favorite golf tournaments. I think it's one of the world's favorite golf tournaments. The only thing I think is better than the master's is the British Open. Um, and that's just because the conditions are so terrible there. It's July and it's 60 degrees and raining sideways the entire day. It's beautiful. Gorgeous. <sighs> so, Josh, any other outrageous or side bets or anything else you want to talk about from a gambling perspective before we get into the real meat of today's discussion? No, let's dive right in. All right, folks. And then without further ado, let's hit up our last segment of the day. March Madness review. And one last thing, actually, before I, before we hop into that, sorry to sorry to cut us all off, Josh, but we are, Josh and I are not doing a pick segment during March Madness since we're throwing around so many different picks. It's hard for us to say which three we want to count for real. So just so everyone who's, you know, keeping track at home and asking, well, oh, where the fuck are the pick segments so I can fade Trevor? Fade me in March Madness. You'll make probably more money because I'm offering a lot more picks. All right, Josh, had to get that off the chest into March Madness. Let's start back, time travel real quick, back to Friday. Pre-tournament, how are you feeling, sir? 
I had a mediocre Thursday. I think I kind of broke even uh, after MSU kicked me in the balls yet again. But I was excited. I was optimistic. Um, I love March. It's my favorite time of the year. Um, so I kind of just saw it as a new day, a new opportunity. And I'm very glad that I did because I had a, uh, I'd, I had quite a weekend to say the least. You see, Josh, I bet off passion on Friday. Okay. That's Pure fair. Passion. I was disappointed from that MSU loss on Thursday, as we talked about on Thursday's show. And I looked at the field Now I looked at, I listened to our recording a few times. I looked at our picks, talked to you a few times. And I just made decisions, Josh. I looked at it. I, I let my gut decide. And I went 10 and 6. 10 and 6. That's respectable. It's not bad. That's very, that's very respectable. How did you do on Friday, Josh? I went 6 and 7. 6 and 7. Not as good as 10 and 6. Nope. Not as good, no. So we tweeted out um, Saturday morning before the games rolled out that specific little stat. And we let you, our beautiful listeners, choose who you thought was going to have the better Saturday. And, Josh, if I'm not wrong, I believe that 75% of that poll suggested uh, that you would have the better record on Saturday. Yeah. yeah, they did. Josh, how was your Saturday? Uh, my Saturday was actually really, really nice. Uh, I ended up going up um, – I think it was about $55 on Saturday. Uh, I think I went about six and two, seven and three, right around there. Um, I had some, I had some big picks. Uh, I did have some, you know, picks that I did lose that were, they were close. Um, but you know, you, you can't win them all, but I had a lot of optimism, uh, you know, rolling into into Saturday. Uh, let's see some of my picks. I had a, uh, like I said, I had a, I took Syracuse plus four. Um, I had, there was a prop for the NBA under 249 points between Brooklyn and uh, the Washington Wizards. There was a total of 219 points scored in that game. So the uh, under hit by 30 points, which was really, oh, really nice. So, you know, then I got uh, Baylor, Arkansas, Rutgers covering. Um, and then, you know, I had North Texas. I thought they were going to keep that game close. And I thought that was going to be a low scoring game. And I was dead wrong. And then I also had Illinois beating Loyola Chicago. That didn't work out so well either. No, Justin, I do want to circle back and give a little bit of commentary on how the round of uh, 64 went at some point here, too. But, yeah, my Saturday was terrible. I think if I remember, I went six and six and nine, six. No, I went seven and nine, which was unfortunate. You know, after after a strong performance to start Friday off, didn't conclude very well. Uh, let's let's focus on that round of 64, Josh, the first round before we hop into Sunday and Monday to discuss the round of 32. What um I, I think that there's plenty of shows that are probably going to, you know, go into into depth and super granular level of breaking down the very X's and O's of every game. I don't think that that's really where where you and I are going to come in and provide any kind of strength. Is there just anything just in general that kind of stood out to you? 
uh, maybe any trends, anything you're kind of seeing, looking forward in the tournament here? Like what, what, what made, what was the most surprising thing? I guess let's start with that. Most shocking aspect of, of, of the first round, the, the 64 man field. I'm going to say the Pac-12 and how well they did uh, really, that really shocked me. And then I would have to say how poorly the Big Ten did. You know, I thought they were one of the best conferences headed into this tournament. They had nine, they had nine teams, nine teams in this tournament, most in the, uh, in the field. So I would have to say those were my two most surprising takeaways in that some of these, uh, some of these seats, Teams that are seated seven through thirteen, some of them are underrated. Seven through twelve, they uh, there's some sneaky good teams in there. I think that's probably my overall takeaway from the entire tournament. I don't know if the seeding on this year is right. Um, I know that the, the upsets are part of March Madness; they're baked in. It's it's what you expect, but the chaos that took place in the round of sixty four really kind of blew me away. Um, I think it even goes so far as to start with both UCLA and Michigan State. I think both those teams were good enough to deserve an opportunity to not have I, – I disagree with them having to play each other in that the first end. Um, but like I said, we covered that on Friday. I don't need to bring up – you know, I don't need to – don't need to do that. Skeletons are out of my closet. We're good there. But I do think that the, there was a huge seeding issue um, within this tournament. I think a prime example, and this is fast-forwarding just a tad here to the round of 32, but that Chicago, uh, Loyola Chicago versus Illinois game, that did not feel, look, or act like an eight seed versus a one seed. And I think Not at all. To answer my own question before we hop into the round 32, maybe we use this as a springboard here, Josh, but the most surprising thing to me was the fact that most of Friday seemed pretty upset heavy, and then Saturday had the huge upset in Oral Roberts versus Ohio State, but other than that was relatively calm. Like Friday was pure chaos. Saturday was like smoother sailing. Yeah, for the most part, I would have to agree with that. Which is weird to me because I noticed in the round of 32, let's let's skip ahead to there unless you have anything else you want to add for the round of 64. No, no let's, let's head. Let's Looking get at the it. round of 32, I thought that Sunday was chaotic as fuck. It made no sense. All the underdogs basically fucking pulled ahead and looked great. So naturally, I bet all underdogs for today. No underdogs won today, Josh. Trevor, uh, I know that these underdogs didn't win, but there was there was a super dog that that, that did win. And you know, after after Illinois lost, that was your team going into this tournament, right? And not by choice. Let's let's back this. Let's pause this whole train here, Josh. I didn't want to strap my fucking self to the Illinois train. For the record, outside inside Big Ten play, I hate. Most of these Big Ten schools, I fu- fuck you, Illinois. Anyone, there's no way that in Illinois, a diehard Illinois fan is listening to this show right now. We're Motor City bets. Chicago hates us. Fuck Chicago anyway. But if there is one person listening to us who's a diehard Illinois fan, respectfully, go fuck yourself. Fuck you. Fuck Illinois. Fuck everything you stand for. This is bullshit, Josh. 
I jumped in because I thought that they were the unlikely, likely team. And everyone else and their fucking cousin and their cousin's fucking friend's cousin thought Illinois was also the best team. Why? When everyone, like when the brackets went live, Josh, and I saw that most people and most of the different bracket groups that I was in chose Illinois, I was like, I am fucking tied to a ship that is going to sink. And it did. Fucking sunk horribly, catastrophically. Captain jumped overboard, it hit an iceberg, and every rivet in that boat disintegrated at the same time. It's fucking terrible. It was embarrassing. And then after that, you texted me and you said, Josh, I'm going to join the Gonzaga train. And I said, welcome, Trevor. We'd love to have you. I also, again, Joshua, not by fucking choice. Then, 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 you go about an hour before the Oklahoma State game. You go... Fuck Gonzaga. I'm going with the Cowboys. And I go, Trevor, watch out for this Oregon State team. Oregon State gets a big W over Cade Cunningham and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. So then you're talking about joining Gonzaga with me today. I'm sorry, last last night. And all right, Josh. All right. All right. Simmer down. First of all, this just goes to illustrate my lack of understanding and therefore perhaps my lack of respect for the first overall potential prospect in the NBA draft. Cade Cunningham, all I hear about on every fucking talk show across all of America, every fucking college basketball podcast, every article I read, Cade Cunningham, Cade Cunningham, Cade Cunningham. And by all accounts, seems like a gentleman, seems like a great guy. At least we forget this kid's a kid. He's a fucking freshman in college. He's like, what, 18, maybe 19. He's a better athlete than I'll ever be. I'm just going to get I'm going to get out in front of this one, Josh. I'm going to say for certain, Cade Cunningham, better athlete than Trevor Lang. Don't think anyone in the whole wide world is going to question that. What I am going to say is that he didn't live up to the moment. And in a league, a professional league that basically prides itself on all these young stars and all, oh, college doesn't matter. Everyone should go right to the pros. Ah, sign the contract. Well, whatever. Fuck the NBA. This kid did not look like Zion Williams or did not look like a first overall pick. I don't think that that's really his fault. I don't think that he was unmotivated. I don't think he, like, choked under pressure. He just had a bad game, and fucking people have bad games. And unfortunately, he had a bad game in a time where his whole team had a bad game, and they really, really needed him to step up. So, Josh, unfortunately, I need Gonzaga to win now because I have a future on them. And they're the last team that I have that has a, that has a chance with the four futures I placed. So, Josh, I'm not going to say it, but if they do end up winning, I will be sad that the storyline's over. I will also be happy that I broke even. (laughs) I probably need them to win to break even on the tournament. Is that what you wanted to fucking hear? Is that is that what are you good now? Do you feel fucking better? I'm just I'm just glad to hear that you're finally aboard and that you're not i'm not thinking. aboard but i will say that you're fucking, you're aboard you have money on them how is that not aboard the drew timmy kid i mean fuck yeah man. the handlebar mu- 
Nah, this the handlebar mustache, Josh. The handlebar mustache really, really fucking. This is the first Gonzaga game that I watched, and I watched it on Monday in the round of 32, and all time shit effort by fucking um. Who needed? Who did I need in that game? Who did they play today? I don't even remember. It's been so much. Gonzaga played Oklahoma. Oh, right. Yeah. What an all-time shit job by Oklahoma today. Oh, they had yeah. a 98% chance of covering the 14.5-point spread with three minutes left. And they didn't. And they fucking didn't, Josh. I oh man, the thing with March Madness is I went into it. You can you can you can check the tapes. I talked about it all last week. I'm gonna bet on single games. I'm gonna bet on all single games in the same app. You know what I did, Josh? I got starstruck. I saw the shiny lights of the promos that FanDuel and Barstool offer, and I bet on them like a Damn fucking it. bitch. And then you know what else I did, Josh? One of my buddies he created a parlay. And it was a 14-leg parlay, and he missed it by two legs. His $5 would have been like twenty five grand, And I was like, fuck, man, I can do the same thing. So I started pumping out all these outrageous and ridiculous parlays. Like today or Monday, Josh, I had a 14-leg parlay that for $10 was going to pay out 29000 It didn't even come close, Josh. Like I had a plan. I had a plan, and I – pissed it away and just like that i pissed all my fucking money away josh i am a joke for the rest of march madness i'm going to continue losing money but for those of you listening at home and and following us on twitter once once again it's at motor city bets first of all please bet responsibly and if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER Josh and I have a huge pastime of gambling. This is by no means putting us in any kind of financial risk. It's very much so a hobby. That being said, Josh, I'm fucking cheeks. If I'm you or if I'm me, I might just fade. I might build out these parlays and then fade myself. That's the level that I've gotten myself to. That, it's it's that bad? That sounds, that it's sounds not, awful, dude. It's not that good. I went... One for 12 in college basketball today, Josh. One for 12. On Monday, Ouch. March 22nd, 2021, uh-huh. I went one for 12. Or one win, 12 losses. So really one in 13. That that hurts, dude. That's terrible. Imagine being that bad. How do you how do you lose that much? Like how do how, it seems impossible? It, it it really does. Well, unfortunately, it wasn't seven percent. I hit seven percent today. That's fucking. Woo, that's pretty fucking pathetic. But Josh, you. That being said, I, I spent enough time moping. I spent enough time bitching at the teams. At the end of the day, I overthought. Didn't go with the gut. And I'm going to bounce back, Josh. I have a long time before we get to the Sweet 16, which I'm very much so looking forward to. You and I, sir, are going to give our Sweet 16 layout and predictions on Friday's show. So, is there anything else you want to talk about from the weekend, Josh, in the March Madness realm? 
Um, let's see. Not, not that I can think of. You got anything else that, uh, that you want to throw out there, sir? I want to reiterate the point that you made about the Pac-12. I'm really impressed. Uh, I'm going to eat some more words of my own. This has been a real me just eat shit episode, but um, yeah, turns out SEC pretty good at basketball. Uh, surprise, surprise. Probably to nobody. ACC, Big Ten, typically two powerhouse conferences struggled pretty bad. So I guess I'm kind of happy to see another conference go through it with us. Um, and more importantly, man, that Oregon team against Wisconsin today. Hi, Iowa. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. That Oregon versus Iowa game. I was fucking impressed with Oregon. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess let's Josh, let's give four teams in that round of 16 before we or the sweet 16 before. We, obviously, we're going to do our full preview. These are early before we think about it too much. Four impressive teams that you could see, you know, really kind of going for me that I can see covering. No, just like four teams that you're the most impressed with. Doesn't have to be final four teams, just four teams you're most impressed with. I'll start for me and in no specific order. Gonzaga, I thought they were frauds. They're not. Oregon, I always have been. I always think Oregon's going to be great at every sport because their uniforms are so fucking minty. And to see them actually like turn out to be so far, pretty impressive. Granted, they only played one game due to a bullshit uh, cancellation, but whatever. <sighs> Team number three, Baylor. Baylor still fucking has it. Um, surprise, surprise to nobody. And my last team, and this one might surprise you on the teams that surprised me, but Syracuse. That 2-3 zone trips up people in the tournament. I don't understand why, but it does. What four teams, Josh, would you say are most surprising for you? I'm going to say, start, I'm going to start with Gonzaga. I knew they were good, but God, is that team good on offense? They got so many freaking weapons. Next, I'm going to say Baylor. I've been pretty impressed with them. All right, so uh, far we have two two for two. Yeah. Next, um. The next team that I'm surprised that's made it this far has to be Syracuse. Um, three for three. I thought this team was getting a lot of hate, you know, coming into the tournament, um, especially when it being compared to MSU as a one seed. But holy cow, those are two different teams. Uh, this is a good Syracuse team, and good Lord, can Buddy Beheim shoot? the lights out of the ball. I don't think he's um, missed. I'm I, he's still shooting threes that are going in right now. Even even right now. Right now when you're listening to this, that man is draining threes. And I'm going to say my last team is I'm going to go Loyola Chicago. Um okay. I didn't think I didn't think this team had it in them. Um they've got some experience, you know, coming back from the most recent final four team. Uh, that was a good team. Uh, this I was very impressed with this team's defense, especially being able to shut, shut down Kofi Coburn and Iota Sumo. I love that. I love your top four, Josh. I mean, three out of four, I agree with you entirely. Chicago is probably my bubble, maybe my fifth or sixth. 
Uh, Oral Roberts could have gotten an honorable mention. Oh, yeah. Um, But the only reason I didn't really bring them up, Josh, is because it's Oral Roberts. I mean, it's an all-time name. I love it. But they can't be serious threats, right? Let's, let's, Let's end our segment, Josh. Let's end our March Badges talk on oral roberts the the first team since florida gulf coast i think three or four years ago to make it to the sweet 16 do they have any chance and we're going to get into this obviously a lot more in depth with some real predictions and everything on friday's episode but right now you're way too early prediction josh do they have any chance going forward are they going to make it to the elite eight I don't know if I'm going to say they make it to the Elite Eight. I'm looking at the uh, opening lines at this time, and they're uh, they're plus 11 against Arkansas. I don't really know what to make of this game. I want to say Oral Roberts covers Arkansas wins. What if I told you that Arkansas beat them by 11 earlier in the regular season this year? You're kidding. Oh, I swear. Uh, then I'm going to hammer Oral Roberts. You think so? Cover. Yes. Okay. All right, so Josh is way too early prediction. Oral Roberts covers against Arkansas plus 11. For me, Josh, I love seeing one of these smaller schools get hot. Utmost um, respect to them. I think that basketball is one of those sports where you have a chance to have guys like this have – tournaments like these you know i mean you don't like there's no way in in any scenario where an oral roberts football team can hold a candle to an arkansas football team you know what i mean um so to see these guys be able to play in the same field i think is impressive uh first of all obviously i just don't you know i i've spent a lot of time in this tournament seeing lines that were outrageous and being an immediately like, hey, this spread's outrageous. There's no way this better team doesn't cover this outrageous spread. And I've been just losing money left and right. So Josh, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to disagree with you, man. I'm gonna have to probably take and this might change, folks. So don't hold Josh and I accountable. This is our way too early thoughts. Nope, I'm locked in. Oh, well, hold Josh accountable. Don't hold me accountable because I love underdogs. But I lost too much money, Josh, to not take the favorite and to not cover an outrageous spread. I'm taking fucking Arkansas minus 11. And it feels dirty, and it probably is dirty. And I might change that by the time we we release our official picks, but – that's how I'm feeling so far, man. I'm very happy and very excited to have the tournament back on, uh, to see the same bullshit commercials, the same, like, eight commenters not really comment on anything, um, all the nuances and the annoyance that March Madness was and is. I missed desperately from last year. Uh, to have that come back on the TV, to hear some real fans, it's a beautiful sight, Josh. I think the state of Indiana is doing a fantastic job. Um, I wish the Big Ten Conference was representing itself better. We didn't even touch on Maryland. Disastrous loss to Alabama tonight or Monday night. But I think that we've covered enough. I think that um, all of us have spent all weekend 
gambling our hearts off oh, on yeah. March Madness, and it feels great. So let's take this time, Josh. Let's conclude the show for today. Let's focus in. Let's recharge. Let's find our inner peace a little bit. Let's right, come I'm back for stronger and better and ready, more ready than we may ever have been to dominate the Sweet 16. Josh, I'm going to go so far as to say the Sweet 16 belongs to MCB. It's going to be our weekend in sports gambling to really break out. And all of us, all, all of the whole community here, Josh, our sports books are going to cry after our efforts this weekend. They will. And I'm, and I'm here for it. So that being said, Josh, enjoy your week. Find some peace. Maybe take a day off if you need a day off. I'm going to be golfing more than likely. Let's circle back. Let's find ourselves again. And let's attack this Sweet 16 come this weekend. I can't wait to talk to you on Friday to break down the Sweet 16. And we're going to give away probably the cleanest and safest locks that have ever been distributed in the United States. I'm excited, Josh. I know you're excited too, man. Let's have ourselves a good night. Let's have a good week. Everybody stay safe. Wash your hands. Stay six feet apart. Drink a lot of water. All the other important shit you're supposed to do. Have a good one, folks. And as always, peace. Peace.